0: Hey out there Mommyland, this is Mom Unfiltered. I am your host, Jacqueline. Today, we get to chat with the reality grio, Carla Brodnack. She's a teacher, a motivator, who has been blessed with the gift of encouragement. She hosts her own podcast, Conversations with Carla, which is in its fourth year She's a speaker and a mother of four children, two beautiful daughters, and talented son and nephew. As if her life wasn't so full, she gives coaching on Griograms, a powerful visualization tool used as inspiration for your journey towards your ideal life. Please like, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Now, to our program. Yay, there you go. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Right. Praise God! Oh goodness, thank you, Carla, for being on. Yes,
1: yes, thank you for having me.
0: Oh my goodness, I am super excited right now. I just, how is your day going so it's far?
1: Wonderful. I'm doing my little happy dance right now. Um, had a wonderful morning prayer, and I'm just, I'm just ready for whatever the Lord has in store for me on this day. So, girl. Yes, let's do it.
0: I was on that prayer call too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right?
0: Hallelujah. So how long have you been a mom?
1: I have been a mom figuratively. Let's see. uh, Well, I've been a mom since I was 12, right? I have other siblings that I had to mother um, because, you know, the absent fathers in our lives uh, but on my own, and you know, with marriage, I uh, it's been 17 years. 17 years. Um, my firstborn, and then my second one is 15, and the youngest is nine. So yeah.
0: Okay. And then you have an extra I do. child, I do. I don't have a you? Bonus.
1: He's a he's. A, I got a bonus. You got a bonus baby. It's baby. So funny how God just like. <laughs> He remembers everything, right? And I've always said I wanted to have five kids and he gives me one more that's in my household, that's given crazy balance in our household and um and I just love it. I told my husband I said, Okay, we need one more. He was like, Okay, uh where is he gonna he or she gonna come from? So I'm like, Gotta gotta right. fix it. So Anyway, so yes, I have a bonus teenager boy, preteen. He's twelve, and that's a a unique avenue because I don't have a a teenager boy yet, right? So he's giving me this experience soon, sooner than later. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah. So so he's kind of like kind of the practice teenage yeah, boy to absolutely. your younger son. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah oh my goodness so Mm -hmm. with your upbringing were you raised with a specific spiritual belief and how does that play a part in you raising your children now
1: wow. wow so i was brought up um i wouldn't even say brought up mom had you know she had likings of different guys right and so one guy found the nation of islam and like most women have done, I mean, I think I'm sure I've done it too. Um, You're like, okay, well, I like this guy a lot. And if he's following a religious belief, I might as well do the same thing because, you know, I'm having children with him and blah, 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 blah. So mom and and our family at the time, we were uh, followers of the Nation of Islam. And um, we were with the nation, I want to say about four or five years. It might've been a little longer than that. Um, and then, mom decided different and found a better, you know, in her life that, you know, Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior was the best, was her very best bet for her family, and oh yeah, it was oh, wow. it was definitely a, a a huge religious culture shock, right? Because the nation did things this mm-hmm. way, yeah, and Christianity went this way, and so. I was a little puzzled and confused, but I'm like, any other child, if that's what mama said, that's what we're going to do. And uh, so it was no more wearing the headscarves and the long dresses anymore and going to the moths and taking off our shoes before going into the mods and, and the greetings and all of that stuff to just come as you are, be who you are and love your neighbor as, as you love yourself. It was just so simple and easy. It wasn't a lot of work to become a Christian and uh and to be a follower and love like God. So um so as I, you know, became an adult, you know, my mom instilled in me, it's okay to learn about different religions. This is what I got up, got out of that experience at the time. That it's okay to learn about different religions. It's okay to learn about different backings of people and that's fine. But this is where you're rooted at. And this is what worked. This is what's going to work for you. And if you feel like it doesn't work for you, you will have the opportunity in your own life to go left or go right. And so I'm thankful that she didn't push. She didn't say, this is what you have to do. Um, You know, you're going to go to hell if you don't do this. Like she didn't press on us like that. She gave us little sprinkles here and there. And we had to do the, some of the searching on our own. And When I say we, me and the rest of my siblings, we had to do the searching on our own, going to church, going to Bible study, uh, attending um, youth events and reading our Bible and finding the study in on our own. So that belief can become naturally. So once it became natural for me and I understood it, I understood it. But as I became a mom, um, I was very upfront with the kids. Hey, this is what works. This is the game plan plan. This is my background. I told you all what i went through growing up. And this is what works for me following Christ as my Lord and savior. And I pray with all of my heart that you too will feel the same way. And they do. So, um, letting them go to, you know, uh, bar mispas and going to, um, um, catholic services they can see for themselves where they want to continue to stay grounded and rooted in their religious belief Mm -hmm. or more like yeah that's mm -hmm.
0: that's awesome so you talked about your upbringing and what you where you came out of just um let's touch on um and something happened in 1996 that really kind of was your come to Jesus moment um, really kind of drove you to Christ and kind of expound on what that um, was. Yeah, that was a
1: a very important um, uh, life lesson (laughs) that I learned early in life. Praise God. Um, But it was uncomfortable and it was something um, that I don't wish on anyone but we have to pay attention to a lot of the experiences in life because they're, you know, they're teachings for us. It's something that God wants us to see. Um, growing up, you know, from I grew up in the streets of Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I was a Christian. And, and I mentioned that, you know, in, in the previous question. But I was a, if God was not on a backpack or a pair of tennis shoes, I wasn't talking about him. Now, if it was a Michael Jordan tennis shoe, a Nike shoe that just came out, um, Tommy Hill figure outfit, Fubu back then, I'm talking about it. I'm sharing, oh, you need to go to the store and get this, cop this, it's hot, it's all of that. But if, if I couldn't see Jesus, I knew nobody else would. And so I didn't talk about him. I didn't share him. Um, and um, I decided, you know, I'll be Jesus Christ. I'll be Jesus at church on Wednesday night and on Sundays, And then I turned them off. And my mother would always remind me, you can't turn them off. You got to pick one. Either you're going to follow left or you're going to go right. And it's going to get confusing along the way. And I'm like, oh, mom, whatever, you know, mom's old, you old school, whatever. You don't know what us young folks are going through or, or things that we like to experience. And so, um, I was definitely not a obedient uh adolescent. Even up into college, going to college, I was not at all. I wanted to do my own thing. And um this night in 1996, I ran I was running track. I uh, had a track meet that day doing very well as usual. I had nickname CC. I had almost the entire hood of Bakersfield, California at all of my track meets, and um, I did very well back then. Uh, but I could not separate myself from the streets and into this new life that God had given me. I wanted to stay in the in the realm of the fire, of just being in the know, in the streets, and hanging out with you know fellas with guns and people pushing weight. I just was gravitated to that. And, um, this night in question is when my life changed, uh, witnessing a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, uh, getting murdered in front of me. And I was right in the middle of crossfire. Um, my mother had told me before the crossfire had hit, she paged me and, um, I knew she was trying to get my attention to come home. Or something maybe God might have told her to call me or, you know, that's what I, my thoughts were back then. Oh, she's probably calling me and she's trying to shake the uh, the fun that I'm having. You know, I just had a good track meet and I deserve to be out in the streets and hanging out with my friends and going to clubs and all of that. And the Holy Spirit was, convicted my mother to call me that night and I avoided her call. I did not text her or I didn't call her back when she texted me or paged me. I'm sorry. And um, standing at this pay phone, I see four young men coming behind the liquor store with a mask on their face, like a Chewbacca mask, a stocking cap. Um, there were other masks as well. I think there was a president's mask, uh, Nixon or Reagan, one of those. And they all came from behind the liquor store where we were all hanging around a circle of people playing uh, shooting dice. And, um, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I thought I was really watching a motion picture movie and I'm like, wow, I've never seen a movie Mm. standing up like this. And in the, in in, in the open like this and so live, are we in the middle of a scene in a movie Did are there, you know, are there Mm. cameras? Is there a director here? is how my brain was thinking and how I was functioning. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's real fire coming out of the, out of the chambers. My goodness, I need to run. So I ran and uh, me and my friend I was with, we ran hit under a big Tonka trunk. I don't know why this big old Tonka trunk happened to be in this neighborhood. It's just not normal. Like everybody drove six fours and, had D's on it and uh, hydraulics mm-hmm. on the cars, like that was no right. right. This big Tonka truck, I'm like, who is who? Truck is this? But thank God for it. Um, looking back, I thank God for it because that was an awesome spot for us to run and hide. Um, His yeah, just ran. It was a great uh, spot to to cover. Um, this truck was huge, and after the shots were fired, and you know everybody scattered off me and my friend got from underneath the truck and I was in a panic, you know, filling my whole entire body trying to make sure I didn't have any bullet holes in my legs and my body. And I'm just, you know, wigging out. And um, I saw a person laying afar, you know, up on the near the liquor store area laying flat and I saw the wheelchair spinning. And I know that was my good friend, who was laying on the ground, I'm like, wait a minute. I hmm. think I need to go back. Something was pulling me to go back. Now, if I didn't have that mm-hmm. something pulling me to go back, I would have went home out of fear. Like, oh my goodness, what just happened? Um, But I definitely mm-hmm. was out of myself when I went back up there to see who it was. And of course it was my dear friend laying um, out and I felt bad looking at him. Because I wouldn't want nobody looking at me while I'm passing. And so I started to think, what would my mother have done? What would my mother, Angela Malene Thompson at the time, what would she have done looking at her own friend? And my mother is a praying woman. Mm -hmm. And something pushed me out of myself, out of my cute outfit, out of my rocking my Nike tennis shoes and rocking the clothes. Something spiritually Pushed me out of myself, out of my selfish minded self at that time to stretch my hands out and pray over my friend. And I prayed over him and I asked him if he knows Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He mumbled some words, um, but I took it as, okay. if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he is here. Accept him. Just say yes. You know, and he'll forgive you. Like all of this is pouring out of my mouth. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Mm. This is not Mm. me. I was like, hold on. I'm this cute Carla Ogletree at the time. And here I am stretching my hands out over over this guy. And nobody in the neighborhood knew that I was, you know, I knew Jesus. Nobody knew I knew Christ. Nobody Mm. knew because I kept him covered. But boy, I tell you, God will push you out of your element. And he will remind you. Yes, yes, you are a child of God, regardless of what it looks like. He will push you out of your comfort zone. And I was pushed to the limit. And it was like almost a wake up call of Carla, you need to slow down. This life is not just for you. You know, this life can be short, just like this, looking at your friend. It was a a huge reminder in my young life at that time. Um, And once I did that and I came home. After that experience came home, and my mother said, You look like you saw a ghost. You look like the Holy Ghost must have used you in some kind of way. And I'm like, Wow, you Ooh. have a bat phone to Christ. Like, how do you know? <laughs> like, right. How, you know? how can you see this? She was like, Whatever you saw tonight, I pray. That it sticks with you for the rest of your life. I pray that you will learn from it. And she didn't know any any inkling. It didn't even hit the news yet. This happened at at midnight after after uh, one, so it wasn't gonna hit the news until like eight nine o'clock news in the morning. That morning, Saturday morning news. But my goodness, um, that's why I'm a strong believer of of praying over our kids. I'm a strong believer of just keeping your face to, to your, you know, keeping your face in that pillow praying for God for a breakthrough over our kids, because that's what my mom did. And I'm a product of that. I'm a product of that. I'm a product Mm -hmm. of her saying, Lord, give my daughter an example, show her that she is on this uh, earth for more than just the things of this earth. She is on this earth for, she has a gift, you know, and, her prayers was always so detailed and so clear and so precise. And she knew exactly what each of her kids were lined up to do. And that experience definitely shocked and shook my whole entire core where I said, you know what, I'm ready to do whatever you need me to do, Lord. I want to, what do you need me to do? If I need to stand on the corner with a sign and saying Jesus Christ is real or whatever you need me to do, I'll get out of myself. I, th- at that point, it, you know, I didn't care about the shoes anymore. I didn't care about the stuff and the materials because that wasn't going to get me into heaven. That wasn't going to get me to, to right. have a, be- a better relationship with Christ. You know, I can sit here and beat myself up and be like, man, I wish I would have told my friend about Christ then. But it was the opportunity for me to get him to accept Christ as his lord and savior who knew that i would be that one who knew i would say that i would say at such a young age i would say at that age out of myself saying do you know jesus christ as your lord and savior like i could not believe i would utter those words and so i'm glad i did i miss my friend because you know i wish he would have um, experienced christ like i did Um, So now I take advantage of every opportunity since then of not being um, ashamed of Christ and living a life of unashamed of speaking his name and, you know, without any hesitation, all because of his life, all because of me losing a a dear friend allowed me to live again, you know, so um, that definitely shook my core that experience was an experience of a lifetime. And um, and now, you know, I turned it into, you know, sharing people, telling people to live in their story. That's part of my story. That's who I am. I came out of that. And I would be, you know, living in living in vain of my friend, you know, if I didn't do anything better, because he would have said, you know, you need to do something better with your life. I can hear him saying that. You should do something better with, with your life. <laughs> but it right. is
0: what it is. <laughs> Girl, so, with the transition of you like finally saying, "Okay, Lord, I'm sold out for you." How was that process in getting to becoming a mom and becoming a wife and and now forging your own path in Christ and raising yeah. children.
1: Um, I mean, after that experience, I had more bumps in the road. You know, if you don't have the bumps in the road, then you're doing something wrong. And uh, because it, during those bumps in the road, God wants you to be professing and calling his name out through it all. It's not going to be perfect after accepting Christ. It's not. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be comfortable. You're going to always be uncomfortable. You're going to always have obstacles, but we serve a God who is jealous. He wants all of our attention, not half of it. And so going into, you know, quickly, just, you know, sharing my story quickly about, you know, I decided to travel the States. I knew there was more world out there for me to see. There was more than just California and, um, I, I stepped out of my element then, and it's like, you know what? It's time for me to go. I'm traveling. I'm dropping out of school. I did that. Um, can't come into Kansas City. You know, already knew I had the Lord had someone lined up for me. I just didn't know who it was, where he would be, because all the guys I would date back then were all thugs, hustlers. You know, they were always in the street, always pushing weight. And I would tell the Lord, Lord, I want somebody who is different. I want them to be not the normalcy. I want this person to just be just like what I created on my list in seventh grade. Someone who is smart, intelligent, make me laugh. But but above all things, he will be in love with Jesus more than he is in love with me. Like he will put Christ before everything. He will stop and say, you know what? Let me pray and talk to God first. I love you, but I need to talk to my savior. I want him to have that type of relationship with Christ. And so he happened to be here in Kansas City, Missouri. And we'll be celebrating 20 years of marriage in July of this year. But to get to where we're at today, there was a lot because I there was trust issues that I have with um had with men because mom never had a a a consistent and a steady relationship with um our fathers there were three different fathers in the in the household um who fathered different you know children in the household so i never seen uh what a stand-up marriage would look like my only guided uh stand-up marriage was the huxtables on the cosby show i knew i wanted exactly what they had. I knew I wanted to be just like that. Right. They looked so good. They lived in a beautiful house. They have beautiful kids. She was a thriving attorney. He was a thriving doctor, right? But we never saw right. their problems. We never saw their struggles. And when they had their problems for TV purposes, they ironed them out. They end up laughing at the end. But sometimes in right. in reality, and I'm not gonna say sometimes in reality, period. It's, a, it's never a, a laughing matter. It's never a oh that happened. Oh, ha ha ha. We're gonna just fine. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes those family right. problems and linger. linger. And, and if you don't know how to handle them, if you don't, if you never understood what it really meant to go to therapy what it really meant to have, uh, go to counseling, then you are just walking on thin ice, right? You just, it's not going to be, you know, angelic as it looked like on, uh, on the Cosby show. And so I had a lot of growing up to do because of my background. And then here I am in this, with this wonderful man who comes from a big family where my family very, um, we're scattered. And it wasn't a really close knit family. Um, It was at a time when my grandfather was alive. But when he passed, everybody went their own way. And that I lost that family connection um, during that time. But then now fast forward, I'm into this this marriage and a family who was so close knit, always supportive, always looking out for one another. I wasn't used to that. I couldn't trust no one. I didn't trust anyone. I still had this that uh hood mindset. I had this still had this gangster mentality of, you know, trying to uh you know, people trying to get all up in my business or sharing only some so much information. Trust was really hard for me. Um so into our marriage, we had to get counseling. There was serious counseling that needed to be done because I had things I needed healing from that I never really outwardly talked about. Um and my husband, he didn't. He was just this I never had this problem. I never had this issue. I never, I never I'm like, wow, wow. who are you? Like <laughs> you never had this problem? You really
0: right. were sent by Lord.
1: I was <laughs> like, I gotta do this right. And maybe it's it is me. You know, I do need help. And um, and I praise God for him because I had put him through ups and downs I, with the trust. I couldn't trust people around my kids. Um, he would say, you know, everybody is not like you and everybody's not, have not been, you know, raised like you were. And he tried and he tried, bless his heart, but um, counseling was our savior. I needed it. I needed it. I had to get it for myself. And once I got counseling, and understood what this life that God has in store for me, even through marriage. Um, and then even through the planning of having children, oh my goodness. Like i would never seen a lot of these things. My mother didn't really plan for all five of her kids. If she had an option, I'm sure her option would be less than five, but it is what it is. We're all here. And, um, I just had to learn to accept my story, accept who I am, accept those uglies I went through in life and praise God, my husband accept those things too, and was willing to uh, fight, you know, for our marriage to, to keep it strong and, and, you know, and it worked. So now our children are seeing this awesome family that, that we kind of mirror a little bit of the Cosby, but we, we are really real and transparent about problems you know we have our arguments we want our kids to see disagreements okay I don't agree with that well I don't agree with that well we need to talk about this we need to come to a middle Mm -hmm. and so with them seeing that I think it's going to help with my children you know when they decide to get in committed relationships and get married that okay it's not going to be great mommy and daddy don't just always go in the room and shut the door and have their disagreements they actually have them out in front of us. And so sometimes they'll jump in, into some of the conversations. Well, mommy, you should look at it this way. Well, dad, you should try to look at it that way. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it works. Cause the kids are, our, our kids have to see that marriage is work. You have to put in work. It's beautiful in the beginning, mm-hmm. the magicalness of the wedding and the wedding dress and planning all of these wonderful things to do for your wedding. But then the real work happens when you come home and that, and now, you know, the, the reception, and right, that life starts, like, it really starts. Like there's no reception every day. We're not partying and kicking it. We're not doing the first dance anymore. Like we are dancing for life. Now we are working this out for life and we want our kids to have the same, if not better experience of what it means to have. Christ in your marriage. You have to allow Christ to be all up in your business. You need to go to him and get on your mm-hmm. knees for everything. Because sometimes it's not just me and sometimes it's not him. You know, we just need to come together and just pray. And so building that habit of prayer really has instilled uh a lot of gratitude around the house. You know, the kids will sense tension. Oh, it sounds like somebody need to pray. <laughs> I'm like yeah, you're all right. Somebody do need to pray, and and uh, developing that habit into our kids is just a wonderful, wonderful manifestation. And seeing that even though they can't do it physically, but they know God can do it spiritually. He can work it out if I pray, if I open my mouth and pray. So, um, um, counseling, prayer, and allowing my kids, our kids, to see. You know, the ups and downs in marriage, no more going in the room, shutting the door and trying to hash out problems, financial problems or whatever it mm-hmm. may be. We we let them see it because we never saw it. I've never seen my mother. You know, I see her fussing at the different daddies, you know, where's the money at? Where's the child support? You haven't picked up this kid. Mm-hmm. And this kid needs to see you. We saw all of that. So I knew how to act like that. I knew how to do that. And God was like, no, marriage is not like that. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: You knew yeah, the single mama single stuff. Mama, you knew how to do yeah, the single mama.
1: single mama mindset where I can do it myself. Right, my said, you raised yeah. me as a
0: single mother. She didn't understand
1: that, but yeah. that's what
0: she did. Yeah. So that's, yeah, all that's all I knew. <laughs> I
1: knew how to do it all by myself. I knew how to do everything mm-hmm. by myself. Um, if I had to catch the bus, I would get on the bus and I don't have to wait for you, you take it too long. like <laughs> I would definitely raise you know independent mindset because you know I'd never seen the balance of a husband and wife in the household, so, so that's how I handle that so,
0: so doing uh, so during your um transition of married and having mm-hmm. children and going to the counseling and realizing who you were um in this life. How has the having children part changed the trajectory? oh of everything? it has changed
1: tremendously uh things that I would normally have said i would things that I would think my kids has pushed me and they continue to push me out of my comfort zone all the time um they see things in me that I had never saw never saw in myself or never ever heard the words uttered over my life like one of my kids um we would go boxing together and um he said we took boxing lessons together because I told him one day I want to spar I just want to have my first spar and you know have it in a picture and show it to my grandkids so my grandkids can see you know and, and my son's like mom you don't realize how strong you are already like Mom, you can fight anybody. You're so strong. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Praise God, I am. So it just t- it just they push you out of your limit to be your very very best. And you know, the things that I want, my kids always remind them, remind me, you have it, Mommy. You've got the gift. You can do this. One of them told me, "When are you running for mayor in our city? We need the first African American mayor oh. I'm like me." You're talking Shut about up! <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> Go ahead, on baby.
0: Tell yeah. me the truth. <laughs> like
1: you can see that in me. You really think? Yes, mommy. When are you signing up? You need. I'm like, well, I don't have the credentials, and they have credentials. And this. mommy, you forget, we serve a big God. You're right. You mm. So they, they. Oh my goodness, it gives me chills. They have pushed me out of who I am every day they do it every single day just by dropping little nuggets like this and reminding me wow that's right we come from a big God and that's right you all are listening even though they don't you know they dread praying and mommy your prayers could be forever and I'm like I know I gotta cover I gotta work on that but I just like covering everything while I can you know while I have breath in my Mm -hmm. body but yes yes, Mm yeah, so they have, they definitely pushed me out of out of my out of who I am. Um they my with my business that I started, um they again pushed me. If it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for my kids. And I don't think if I if I didn't have uh kids, I'm sure I would be around other people's kids pushing and motivating them because that's something that I naturally do with my friends kids. Um, I'm constantly sending text messages to some of my friends' kids who are in college, just giving them little nuggets, little drops in their head of letting them know their purpose and why they are going to school. Because we need you. Our country needs you. You're going to be a phenomenal nurse or a phenomenal lawyer. You're going to be fighting for somebody's life one day. Somebody right now is at their wits. And once you're done with school, once you pass that bar exam, you're going to be the one that's going to take that case and win for that person. You're going to win favor over that person. And so when I speak this life and this truth in them and then, you know, look at my own kids and how they are speaking life and truth in me, it's like God just giving it all right back to me. All the the words of encouragement that I've in people naturally, because it's just so natural for me. My mother would always say you never really had anything bad to say any about, about anybody or your friends when you When you always gave advice, you started off really high with great expectations for your friends, and then you would give them, you would give it to them, you know, raw. The transparency was raw. And at the end, you will wrap it up with a hug or say, I got your back. I'll help you with whatever it is that you do. She's like, you were always like that. You knew at a young age in that order how to give someone their flowers or how to inspire someone. So I I end up doing that. Naturally, with my own kids, and now my kids are giving it to me, and so it's a it's a blessing to see God's work just whirlwind into a circle of just blessings on on top of blessings and pouring in words, and my kids are pouring them back into me um so that's has they have definitely uh pushed me into being a better woman of being a better mom, being a better father. I'm sorry, better uh, hu- wife to my husband and, um, you know, being a, a awesome in everything that I do because we all are created with w- with greatness. And my kids always remind me of who I am and mommy, you are tree, or mommy, you are Broadnax. You know, you come from royalty. I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> they give me this crazy swag and I'm like that's right you know and it's a swag a swag for Christ and and it's a reminder of how far I have you know come and and then also a reminder of you know reading uh Michelle Obama's book Becoming oh my goodness I have become this outstanding woman that I can I'm so happy I can utter those words that even with my failures and my uglies and my mistakes oh my goodness i can still i'm still that woman i'm still a phenomenal woman i'm still a woman in becoming like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it doesn't stop yes. and there's and there's more to this i'm like lord and there's more it's ever
0: evolving yes. ever evolving uh,
1: it's more to this lord oh my goodness how how much more can it be because lord right now Girl, please... don't even ask that
0: question are you serious <laughs> you asking the Lord how much more can it be? Oh, look.
1: I know. I'm like... (laughs) I know. I better be careful what I ask for. He amazes me all the time because where where we think that we're comfortable, he's like, no, there's more. How much more? I got more for you. You I got more for you. Yeah, like I just... Lord, you did this. But it's never enough. It's always more you always Mm -hmm. more there's always Mm -hmm. bigger expectations there's god is there's no end to him right there's no
0: play small he does not we do
1: he he does not he just um, it's just fascinating it's fascinating Mm -hmm. when you think that okay i'm done life is done god deliver me from this and that i'm married. We're learning how to work out our differences. Our kids can be a hot mess sometimes, but we're good. No, God said you're Mm -hmm. created for more. You're created for greatness. Mm -hmm. you come from royalty.
0: (laughs) Right. So, So your businesses. So you are coined the Reality Griot. Yes. You have agree T- Tell me about that because I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But tell me some. More about
1: that. Absolutely. So I've always been an extremely, extremely business-minded individual. Even when I was in elementary school, I always was the business person. I was always assertive and asked the right questions and all of that. Um, even in high school when my, one of my best friends who was getting into the music industry and I, at that time I said, I will be your manager. I knew how to talk to people. I knew how to um, negotiate. I knew how to, I just, I just had a knack for it. I think I got that from my dad, but um, leading into my entrepreneurship spirit, that God has given me, I would pour into other people and be like, oh, you need to turn that into a business. That needs to become a lucrative deal. You need to make money off of that because people will pay you for that. Just just to hear that little bit of what you have to say, people will pay to hear that or people will pay to use that. So I was always that, Carla, can you take a look at this? Carla, what do you think about this? What about this? So I have done so much in business where I have had, um, a business called um, a business where I market um, maxi dresses. I had fashion shows. I did a lot. I communicated with companies overseas. I've done so much to the Avons, to to I th- did I do Mary Kay? I can't remember. I've done so I'm much in in business, but then this was different, uh, Jacqueline. This is different. Um, when you put your name on a business, it's like, whoa, it really gave me that, okay, Lord, I'm putting my name on this, like, this has to be for you, and only you, I do not want to get, I don't want to be glorified as Carla, 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 like, name to be glorified during this, during all of this, and um, I've always been a, a person of, communicating and pouring into people, right? A lot of my friends will call me and we'll talk and I'll pour in. And when I pour in, I will share a bit of my story. You know, you remember I came from this and I had that, but if it wasn't for God, you know, in all my mm-hmm. conversations, but if it wasn't for God, I would not never be where I'm at now. If But it wasn't for God. Like every time my conversations, I was always that person to to pour in and uplift. And I said, well, man, Lord, every time I have a good conversation with friends, family, or whoever it is, I'm always giving you the glory. And I think people are in, embarrassed by their stories. And why am I so, you created me to, I, you know, I went through all these things and here I am trying to mask my story. I got to tell right. them where I come from. Like, Right. So I started sharing it in my interviews, believe it or not. Um, going into the corporate world. People were so intrigued by me dropping out of college and wanting to travel the states. They were intrigued by the ugly, you know, having you were part of games, you were affiliated, you were in that neighborhood. Yes, right. I was. You're from yeah. you know, <laughs> you're from looking Los at Australia?
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Show no signs of that. <laughs> right.
1: You show no signs. How are you able to mask and cover this up? I'm like, look, I started saying, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, and I used to be so embarrassed saying it because of all the uglies that came out of it with the Rodney Kings riots and Watts riots, and we can go on for days with the dramas that uh LA has been hit was hit with in the eighties and nineties, and so I say, but I come from that. My mom is from there. My dad is from there. Why am I sweeping that story under the rug? Why am I only sharing mm-hmm. my college education? And so once I started sharing a little bit, not a lot, in my interviews, I tell you, these uh, my interviewers, my interviews turn into Gallup interviews, meaning they will call in other people, come into the room. We have a really special person we need you to hear and hear her, a little bit of her story.
0: Wait wow. like, wait a
1: minute. I'm here for a job, you know. I didn't and I would tell them I apologize I'm not trying to take over, take advantage of your timing. I'm not trying to uh woo you into hiring me and and these are big corporate corporations that I was interviewing with and they're like, "No, your passion is what we need. That passion of you going through the things you went through. We don't have that here. We need Mm. our people here in this company, in this organization to work through their passion. We don't want people working here just to get a check. Like, wow. Mm. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I end up getting a lot of my jobs that way just by sharing a little bit and already sharing it with friends who will reach out to me. So then that's when in 2015, um, the Lord said, these are conversations with Carla." You're always having conversations and you're always giving me the glory. Let's start conversations with Carla. So I started this. How that was birthed. Absolutely. I was so afraid because my name was on it. I was so afraid, (laughs) even though it doesn't have my last name in the logo. Oh my gosh. I just knew God did that. I have to, this is totally different than telling someone, Oh, you should do this and do that with your business, or selling maxi dresses, <laughs> or um, selling other products. You know, this is a this is a gift that I'm I'm sharing from my heart, right? It's not stuff that I'm selling. I'm not selling a shirt or a sweatpants suit. Like I'm I'm sharing stories, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know how the finance is going to come out of this, but you do it. I want to do it to inspire people. Um, so after that, um, I learned, you know, I was making these, um, I started writing a lot. I've always been a writer and I always wrote down what I want. And I have books, journals dated back from when I first had my first kid to when I first moved and settled in my, in the area I'm in now in the Midwest. So I kept a lot of my journals and I look back at all these journals like, wow, girl, you, you prophesied over your whole, your whole life. (laughs) And you, got, you know, you got mm. everything you asked for, everything. Mm. So mm. I started creating uh griograms where well, everybody calls them vision boards, but I look at them in a whole different perspective only because of my past experiences and, and, and things in that matter. So a griogram is a powerful visualization tool, right? It's a, it's like a vision board for uh clarity purpose but I gave it the name griogram because a griot is a storyteller, right? It's a person who shares a story and the gram. I, 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 we added the gram on that because, you know, in society, we got to face it. We are in a technology world, right? Technology is running everything. Everyone has Instagrams, So griogram came up. I had a good friend in our prayer circle. Um, who helped me with the name to call it a griogram, because it is something that you will look at every day. And um, and it's, sometimes you change it and sometimes you don't. Just like on Instagram, there's pictures you upload and there's pictures you don't upload. Well, the griogram is something that will, will um, help you and keep you inspired on the new journey of your ideal life. So I'm looking at mine as I'm talking to you. And I have things on it that says, um, I want to be original, right? I want prosperity. I want to shine. I want to be the inevitable. I want to be strong. Embrace it. I want to embrace my gift, be smart, passionate, elevate. Every time I speak, um, people will hear the grace of God and not me. So these are things that I put on my board and I look at it every single day. I read every word on here every picture i make I allow it to manifest in my head and in my subconscious like this is what i want right so that's the whole purpose of the griogram is to re- remind people that yes your ugly was a hot mess your story is oh my goodness it's dreadful but where you are going now is exciting you're going to you're going to see changes in your life you're going to have that new job you're going to have a, um, a a team where you can be stronger together. It's a constant reminder. So then, you know, you take a picture of what you created and I have people, um, you know, save it on their phones and constantly look at it. Uh, there's principles behind it about believing in what you put in here, about writing it down, about talking about it, and about simply um, just believing in what you created. You know, if you want that life to change, If you want that relationship to change, it's easy to talk about it. But if you have it in live picture in front of you every day, it's an awesome reminder of where your ideal life is going. And so even though I had the uglies in the past, and I talk about those a lot, but I'm Mm -hmm. always reminded by my griogram of where I'm going, what plans I have put out in the in the hemisphere of where I'm going and what I want in this journey because it doesn't stop we talked about that god is yeah, it's is, not yeah it's never it's never going to stop and so every time I create a griogram every year I get exactly what I ask for exactly what I asked asks for so when when you go to one of my trainings or my my uh training or seminars about griograms we are not having a party. It's not the cookies and cakes and all of that, the snacks and you know, laughing and, and <laughs> we'll have some laughter. But this is serious. I take the Griogram serious because of what it has done over my life, just by me writing it down, just by that teacher in seventh grade instilling in me then saying, What are you gonna what is your life gonna look like in the next 10 to 20 years? Writing that down. I manifest everything that I've received right now on this day, on this day of January 19, 2019. I have it and some. And there's (laughs) blessings that I don't even see yet. But if it wasn't for that teacher instilling in me at a young age about the power of writing, and and she didn't even know it, but I believed everything I wrote on that paper. I believed it. And God (laughs) gave me everything I asked for. So now I share exactly what I do, what I, what worked for me and it could work for you. And I guarantee it. I tell people, look, if you want it, you'll get it. If you want to open up that coffee shop, find a picture of that coffee shop you want. Now it's time for you to go start shopping for it. Even if you have a negative balance in your bank account, right? But God doesn't look at how much money you got. He doesn't say, oh, your credit is sorry. You can't look at that yet. He's a God of all things. He so
0: finds if, ways to bless you.
1: Right. So if you don't believe it, then who else? And then and, and if you want it, how do you expect to get it? And so we get so caught up in the numbers of life. We get so caught up in, I don't have a good credit report. I don't have the down payment. I can't afford that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. But if you're a believer, you, know, you need to surround yourself with people who who know that they know that they know with all their heart, all things are possible. It's time to make a switch up in your friend's circle. If you got some non-believers in that circle, it's time for them to go. And if even you don't want to utter those words, God will remove them for you. It'll be so easy. He will remove them for you. When I got married, I was hanging out with single women all the time. I got married. I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know how to tell such and such that, Clubbing ain't my thing no more. You know, we can go to couples events and do this and do that. But her mindset is different. She was out looking for a man and I had one. And so right. we weren't equally yoked in that area. And and it was all in love. But I'm like, Lord, I can't say it. But he made a way. And after I got married, I only had about three or four friends where I, I'm a people pleaser. I had about 20 before I got married. So right. when you ask those things, you the things you ask for, they you will receive them. So griograms is is a an int- intricate part of conversations with Carla because not only do we create griograms together, but I have accountability calls with a lot of the people who um, create griograms with me. I just constantly am that reminder of pushing you. Okay, you want that coffee shop? When's the last time you went out and started shopping? where your location is going to be how about you said you only want to work five miles away from your home okay start driving that distance and see what you find get with a realtor you know make these things become actionable because they have become actionable in my life and a lot of people who attend my seminars the the uh testimonials are wonderful and i give all god the glory on them i don't say oh look what carla did no i let it you know very clear that I prayed for this event. I prayed for every uh, uh, person that's in attendance and I'm expecting everything that you cut out, these magazines and put on this poster board to come to fruition. So we're not even, we're not going to even manifest and talk about how you have anxiety issues on your poster board. Because if you put it on your poster board, you're going to subconsciously always have anxiety issues. You're always looking at the word anxiety. So you're going to always feel anxiety. So we want to look for opposite words to that you know we're going to find different adjectives to use to you know switch up that mindset thinking so ever since then you know 2015 stepping out um god has opened up some big doors some big doors for conversations with carla i'm so happy i stepped out of out of that fear and out of myself and and allow lord to the lord to use me in this in this aspect
0: no, oh, that is so amazing. I just love that. Love that. Cause I think that is exactly what he's doing with me here. So yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if he can do it for you, he can yes. do it. Yeah. What he
1: wants us to do be examples. You know, he wants us to pull in other people to believe the same way. Look, he did it for me. I promise you, he'll do it for you. I promise you, he can get you out of that, that darkness that you feel like it will never go away. You know, so,
0: yeah. So what is the greatest gift you want to give the mothers that are going through practically what you've been through with um, coming from the street life into the married life into the mother life? What is the gift you want to leave for them today?
1: To not be ashamed of their story, to not be ashamed of opening up and sharing that it's Somebody that's always waiting to hear your story. God spoke in parables to bring people to him and they followed him all over. They kept following him everywhere because he had awesome stories. He shared some phenomenal stories. He spoke in parables. So we cannot live this world as women because we can be very, uh, we can shun ourselves and feel like that we are the only ones that's going through this situation. Uh, we're the only ones. I don't want nobody to know my secret, but mm-hmm. you open up and just share to break that mindset bondage. Cause a lot of us are in mindset bondage. We always thinking about what somebody else is going to think of us, what someone else is going to say about us. I, 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 I beg you to find yourself a circle of praying women. Even if you don't feel like you know how to pray yet, just get in that circle Just open up and allow yourself to receive and be in that circle. Find a group um, in your area, in your neighborhood. You'll be surprised of women who are having uh, or prayer groups that are right around the corner from your house. You know, reach out and and talk to somebody, share, talk and share is powerful and pray for your kids every single day. Just because they're doing good now does not mean you're going to be on this earth long enough to help them out of their uglies because we're not we all have an expiration date I tell my kids all the time every day is not promised to me but my goal while I have breath in my life is that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior that you have a belief in that and that you know what wisdom is you know not to just go off of what your friends are telling you and we can preach to them till we're blue in the face but as long as you're praying to Christ And being on your knees over your kids, because I'm a product of that. My mother was a praying woman. She prayed over me when I was in the streets. She prayed over. If it wasn't for her prayers that night in 1996 or 95, I think it was 95, 96. Yeah, I would not be here. Because one of those bullets that I was, one of the bullets came past me at the payphone that I attempted. I, I thought I was going to call her and I decided not to. And when I came from underneath that big Tonka truck, that payphone that I was standing in front of was flat on its back. If it wasn't for my mother praying for me, I would not be here. Continue to pray for your kids, pray for your marriage. Sometimes it's not just him. It could be you. You know, we we need counseling. Us women hold a lot in.
0: Oh, so much
1: in. If if you don't want to talk it to your best girlfriend, reach out to somebody and get a counselor. Talk to a stranger if you have to. Because during this journey of starting conversations with Carla, I have been healed and delivered from a lot of ugly in my life. Just by sharing. Just by talking about it. You know. Even if you have that friend. Where you just like. I just need you to just listen. If that person's a good friend. They're going to just listen. So that's that's my number one thing. Is prayer. And not to let up. Because I am a product. Of what my mother. I'm a product of prayer. <laughs> I'm a product of what my mother had. Went on her knees every night. Over her kids. I got involved in so much mess. I got caught up in a lot of things. I should be in prison. But if it wasn't for my mother's prayers over her children, I would not be here. So that's that's my plea for women to embrace is to pray and to talk about it. Stop bottling things in. People really don't care about about your ugly. They want to know how you're going to get out of it. And start, right. you, you know what I mean? And you start sharing that story. Praying and find you a circle. I, I didn't think I could trust circles either because I was that person too. I don't know. I don't want them in my business.
0: <laughs> right. want well, my business be out on the street. Right, right. Find a, a set of women that will keep your business, your business, and only share it with God. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: right. That's that's exactly what it is. And you know, when I have friends reach out to me. I'm like, okay, thank you for telling me this, but you know, we gotta pray because I don't want to go to bed with your mess on my mind. <laughs> and that's the God, that's the truth. On my mind. I, I deliver from yes. that. And I don't want the enemy to even try it because he will, because the enemy will remind you you remember, when you were there, you've been through that. <laughs> yeah, I was, and I would have handled it this way. No. Okay, after this call, or if you don't mind, can we pray right now? Because I need to give this. We we need to give this back to Christ because I can't handle it. I'll be a, a listening ear, but I can't fix this. I can give you all the examples and experiences and and uh, devotionals and all of that in the world. But giving it right to Christ, that's the best thing. It's a habit that we all need to develop. Um instead of you know going to sleep on somebody else's mess, and that's something I refuse to do. I refuse to do it. I used to, but I refuse to do it 'cause it it definitely uh you know it'll it'll come back and manifest in your past and have you remember and <laughs> you remember when you went through that well, <laughs> you know I don't wanna handle it like that no more Lord I wanna mm-hmm. just give it to you, you know so that's my tea that's that's how i was handled i handle everything now i talk about it i pray about it i keep it moving i don't i don't wallow on it i don't oh where you at lord i did sometimes i do but have to give it right back to christ i have to give it right back to him wow Mm -hmm. all right Carla. tell us where we can find you Awesome. You can find me at combos with Carla. So the website is unique as as I am. You know, I told the Lord I want something that's unique and different and and stands out. And uh he's definitely did that. So combos is C-O-N V as in Victor O S plural. That's the S Combos with w-i-t-h carla c-a-r-l-a dot com you can find me on there um i'm working on some wonderful things and i have an investor or two that's interested on some upcoming projects that i cannot wait to just burst and share about but right now we're just trying to make sure our um contracts and verbiage is all lined up correctly and um we're looking forward to you know moving forward in um April. But updates and all that wonderful stuff will be on our website.
0: Do you have any um social media uh platforms we can follow? I you do. On?
1: Yes. I'm on Facebook under Combos with Carla. Um I am also on Instagram as reality griot You'll be able to find me on any of those handles just by typing in reality grio. Um it's it's uh is reality is R-E-A-L-I-T-Y Grio. It's spelled G-R-I-O-T. And then on Facebook, I'm on there as Combos with Carla. Or I think it's actually it's reality Grio. Sorry about that. So reality Grio. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. You just gave me a whole lot more. I'm telling you, you just do not understand how much you just poured into me. To the women that will be listening to this um, program, I am just so thankful to God that he has weaved you in the fabric of my life. And this is just, mm, yes. Right? Now. Yes. Awesome. Same
1: here. Thank you. Yeah, I commend what you're doing. I, I love what you're doing. this unfiltered. Oh, it's so good because we can try to live in this filtered life of, you know, I, when you say, when I say, when I hear the word filter, I just immediately think of, you know, how, you know, like for for instance, my kids always putting different filters on their pictures and and all of that stuff on their uh, on their little social media handles, and I'm like, just show it a natural picture of yourself, like just be you, you know, and I can see that in a, in a way of, of parenting, you know, we can put on this uh, filter. Everything is going great. We're looking good over here and, you know, just let it out, live unfiltered. And so um, I commend the show. I'm glad I can come on your show and just pretty much be myself. (laughs) myself, Yeah. You know, and just be unfiltered. So, I I commend you on following your gift and um, all that you do, and I will continue to support you as well. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. All right. We will talk to you later. I love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into our program. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. And leave us a comment. I can't wait to see you all next week on Mom Unfiltered.